Good evening and welcome to the Coast to Coast podcast with me, your host, Josh Pittman, and the creatively artistic Michael Mueller. Mike, give me a 30-second introduction about yourself. Well, it's good to be here, Josh. I just It's been a long time coming, um, but we finally made it. Um, I'm from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, played basketball for four years, and uh, Went to college at Taylor University, home of the um, Silent Night game that's so famous now, crossed ESPN. Um, (laughs) If you don't know what that is, you need to YouTube it, because clearly you haven't been around in the last five years, but just uh, love sports growing up, and uh, just love talking sports, listening to sports, watching sports. All right, all right. Well, I guess we we can start this discussion with something juicy. Do you think that Indiana is the premier basketball state in the United States? It, it really depends on what you're looking for and what you're defining as premier. I would say as far as high school and public school teams go, I would say yes. It, it is very good, and you can take those teams – across the country. Now, are they a powerhouse as far as AAU goes across the country? Probably not. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. That's also, I mean, that's something where your, your LA's, your Miami's, you know, you're, you're going to get more athletes there. Um, so, yeah, I would, not, I would not say Indiana is that, okay. is that place. How about, a, how about another question? You, uh, you love basketball, yep. and you're, you're an Indiana Pacers fan. That's true. Do you have a, a moment in your life when you thought to yourself, I love the Indiana was there was there a certain moment as a kid where you thought, This is my this is my team? Um so I would say growing up I was always a Pacer fan, but the opportunity to watch them, um, because we in my household we did not grow up with cable. So anything I got was at school watching wow. highlights. Wow. Um, the only times I really got to see this, the was, this was in the mid nineties, right? Yeah. Mid nineties. So I, I was born in 86. So, uh, Old the man. first Pacer game I remember was back when, uh, was when Reggie Miller, um, the real defining moment was when he was playing the Knicks and we always played the Knicks in the playoffs and it just, I mean, you could just tell the, the hatred um, for the Knicks teams. Like, it was just, it was palpable with the Davis brothers and Rick Smiths and Mark Jackson. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was great. And, uh, but also I, I got to watch a lot of Laker games because the earliest memories I had was back in, you know, the early nineties, 91, 92, when you could see Showtime at 10 o'clock at night. So, but I will say Reggie Miller by far. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer, but he's by far my favorite. Also came to my elementary school when I was in third and fourth grade. So mm. pretty cool moment. Changed seeing, your life. Yeah, seeing my gym teacher play wow. with Reggie Miller was kind of awesome. Kind, so Kind of a big deal. Yeah, really big. Wow. So, but yeah, I mean, it's basketball through and through. I mean, I just love watching good players play, and I like... I like players that are playing the game right, and and you can tell them such a such an Indiana answer. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you look at some of the people from Indiana 
um, like a Brad Stevens. And Brad Stevens would probably have a similar answer to that is, is he wants to play to the player's strengths and also uh, just play the game how it's meant to be played. Yeah. You know, like ball movement, rebounds, hustle plays. I mean, and that's what it comes down to. Most of the, the good teams, when it comes down to it, when you see your uh, LeBron James Cavs winning, you know, winning the championship, why they win it? Defense. You know, big block at the end of end of a game to change it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you don't see – and their offense was clicking, you know. Ball movement, penetration, addition, open shots. It's pretty simple. That's right. <laughs> so. Oh, Josh. You're from L.A. That's right. <laughs> what do you – what's what's your feelings? What's I mean, you need a little background in this too. Yeah, that's right. So I, I feel like I'm speaking your language with Reggie being from no, L.A. He, yeah, he went to my rival high school. There you go. That's right. We don't say the rival high school's name, but he did attend my mm-hmm. rival high school. But I am – my name is Josh Pittman. That's with two T's. And uh, <laughs> Be specific now. We two need. T's. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's, it's an English, Scottish origin. But I'm, I'm from Riverside, California, and I went to Riverside King High School, home of the Wolves. I received an undergrad degree from California Baptist University in Riverside, major of Christian studies. And uh, I love sports. I've been playing sports since I was three years old, primarily baseball. But my dad raised me to love all sports except soccer, even though now I like soccer. But primarily, ish. the I like soccer-ish. But primarily the big three of baseball, basketball, and football. And so I would consider myself primarily a baseball player. But living here in uh, the, you know, the Ohio Ohio Valley, you can't help but just really concentrate on basketball. Oh, yeah. So in light of our discussion about basketball, I, I would say I'm a huge Lakers fan. And my favorite player of all time, without question, is uh, the greatest player of all time, number 24, Kobe now that, Bean Bryant. Now that is debatable. Well, it's it's definitely arbitrary, but uh, Kobe now, Kobe Bryant is my favorite player. And you would pick him over Magic Irvin Johnson. Well, I think Magic himself would say Kobe is the premier Laker. Even over Kareem, who didn't start with LA but made a finish. Well, that in itself is a difficult question. I mean, we could spend all afternoon just on on that debate, just on his own team. Right. I will say from 18 to retirement, Kobe is a very good player. Would I say that Kareem and Magic are better than Kobe? Probably. Yeah. But is he still my favorite? And so therefore, no, no. the I greatest mean, of all time, yeah. in my opinion, yes, it's yeah. Kobe. Um, but so really, um, so yes, been a Laker fan my entire life, as long as I can remember. I still remember the early 2000s being at my neighbor's house in Fontana, California, yeah. watching the Lakers play the Kings and the Blazers going down by 20 at halftime, coming back and winning the game. And of course, beating the Pacers. You, you also had uh, a dominant player from the East that came over. For a little three-peat named one Shaquille the Diesel O'Neal. I thought you were talking about Horace Grant. Well. But Shaq will do. 
Yes, uh, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq will do. Shaq, Shaq has, has, I'm pretty sure Shaq has a monument outside. <laughs> he does. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually a quite impressive monument. But, yes, Shaq is great. Kobe's, it's... Anytime, anytime they bronze cast you outside of uh, an arena, you're you're kind of a big you're, deal. You're there. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty impressive little monument area. But so yes, I I would say it, it's interesting. As I was younger, the Chargers, my favorite football team, were always bad, except for a couple of years. The Angels have been kind of good, but kind of yeah. You could always trust that the Lakers would be good. Yeah. With the exception of the last five years, they've been poor, but you could always trust that they would make to the playoffs. Maybe even make it to the finals, but now that we have LeBron, I'm the best player in the NBA, James. There's definitely some hope with our franchise. Yeah, and people still debate that he's the best player, and uh, you know, going against him in the Eastern Conference for the last what 15 years. I mean, especially killing the Pacers on a couple of those trips with Miami and then with Cleveland. Pacer fans still hold their hold their heads up high last year when we took them seven, hmm. which a couple calls, couple, which I feel like calls. that's I feel like that's everyone in the Eastern Conference. A couple calls, we could have been there. You know, Boston was probably saying that last year as well. A couple calls, we could have been in the finals. Wouldn't you say that amongst any sport where there's a you know a referee or an official that the referees in basketball determine the outcome of a game more than any other sport. Yeah, but I also think they get it right more than not. I mean, I would say the thing, when it comes to playoff time, uh, I would say in the regular season, because a lot of people look at regular season as, this really doesn't count, 82 games, just the same as baseball. You know, yes, there's there's 162 games, too many games for my liking. I'm a Royals fan, which... My dad is from Kansas, so obviously I could be a Royals fan. I adopt those. I'm allowed to adopt those that's, teams. That's right. I agree um, with that. You know, so half, and it's it's not just my dad is from there. Half of my family is from there. Yeah. And when your dad is from that state, you tend to pick up on those teams. So it's Chiefs true. and Royals. It's true. But it's just so long to where you know it doesn't get serious until after the All Star break. If you go on a run after the All Star break. You're good. Same in basketball. You know, uh, how did the Sixers make it last year in basketball? They went 25 and 5. Wow. For a stretch. You go 25 and 5, you're pr- even if they only won 20 games in the Eastern Conference to start with, you're going to be there at the end. So, you know, a team that was not in to start with at the All Star break, 25 and 5. Of course, they played the weakest teams in the East that last half. They were in. Hmm. And and that's where I think, you know, basketball in general, like, if they shorten games, great. That should be first and foremost for a lot of, like, hmm. a lot of these divisions. And that's, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that with shortening seasons as far as baseball yeah. and basketball? Because yeah. uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about just, you know, like, Dan Patrick's even mentioned it before where, you know, move it up. Like, yeah. move. We don't care about basketball until December 25th. Sure. Yeah. You know, we don't care about baseball until 
you know, after the All-Star break. Yeah. I would, really until September. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I would <laughs> say, really with football in general, so the NFL or college football, I think it's at a good length. I think that, and it's the most popular sport, so maybe that's why I think it's at a good length, is that everyone seems engaged all year round. With basketball, I don't know, like, it's difficult with basketball because everyone knows the Warriors will win the championship. And not this year. Well, I mean, maybe not this year because you still have like the Raptors look awesome, and we'll see how the the Rockets do. But you're right; it, basketball doesn't really become central until after you know after Christmas. But even around that time, the NFL. No, I don't want to say the NFL slowing down because it's not. But that's when people really start paying attention. But with baseball, it's interesting. I know Colin Cowherd's mentioned you know shortening games, and I can't remember the exact year that the season was lengthened. Maybe in the '60s or '70s. But baseball is just, I don't want to say it's struggling, but it's finding difficulty uh, grabbing the attention of the average audience until October. Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting because baseball is a warm weather sport, but it starts in April, where, which in most places it's freezing. Yeah. And it goes until sometimes even in November, until October, November, which in most places it's really cold by then. Yeah. So I don't think it would be the worst idea to shorten games. But I recognize that a lot of games are, you know, a lot of, I guess, the positions of teams in the playoffs is still determined by, you know, even in the last game they're well, still fighting. But you could, I don't know. Like, well, and even, I think a lot of it also uh, comes down to not even shortening games like I think games are you know like some of the games this past season you know excuse me going until one or you know one or two o'clock mm-hmm. you know in the morning that's fine we you know that's not a big deal yep keep going um but I think a bigger problem is just the length of the season and everyone's talking and and this is where as far as, you know, you know, uh, what's baseball known for? Like it's it's America's game, it's America's, America's pastime, America's and and, and <clears throat> my big thing is okay, it's America's pastime, um, but you can't give someone a half a billion dollars for America's pastime because how are they going to pay that out? I mean. You look at football, football should definitely be getting paid more. NBA players are definitely getting paid more. And everyone's like, well, you know, NFL's not getting paid a lot because you got a 53-man roster. You're paying all these people. Well, NFL teams, the last time I checked, are worth a lot yeah. more than yeah, most right. pro Except for the, teams. like the Yankees and the, you know, maybe the Red Sox maybe, or something. You know, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, right? your big yeah. Cardinals. You yeah, know, the Cardinals, Cardinals too. You know, but, you know, I look at, you know, in Indianapolis, we have the Indians, the minor league team for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a they have a clock where you, you oh, get the yeah, ball. shortening the game. Shortening the game. Yeah. I think that's smart. You know, I know I'm going to be in and out of a ball game. A, it's only $10. You know, yeah. hot dogs are yeah. 2 bucks. Yeah. A beer is 4 bucks. Yeah. So, I I love the the cost factor. Yeah, that's, that's a but big then, deal. But then again... I love the fact that I'm getting done at, you know, within that two and a half hours. Yeah. Just like a football a football game's a little bit better because, guess what, it's exciting in and out. Even if it's a grind them out game, you know you're going to be done yeah. in that three-hour window. And it's very entertaining. Well, and it's only 16 games. Yeah. And you've only got eight home games. So, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be exciting. It's not going to be, 
you know, 41 games at home for, for basketball. It's like, okay, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Tuesday afternoon and we're playing the, the Pacers are playing the, what's a bad, we're playing the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) Who cares? D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm not bitter. So, so you would recommend with baseball, like shorten the game. I think, I think shorten the game, shorten the season. I think, you know, for me, You've got your uh, March Madness, which goes till almost, what, April 15th? Yeah. Right around tax time yeah, is very, when it finishes. Very entertaining. Very entertaining the whole time. Well, I would suggest not starting until June 1st, maybe, mm-hmm. for baseball. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. ending at the same time. When does when does baseball start? March, March or yeah, March or April. April? Yeah. Okay. Middle, so middle to the end of April. so take those two months off, um, and maybe maybe remove like twenty games. You know, yeah. if you remove twenty games, that's still giving you one hundred forty two games. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, with interleague play, and I know my father in law is, you know his uh, his dad his dad was a. Uh, had his own radio show in Arkansas, and a uh, huge sports fan. Their whole family's SEC sure. country. He was a baseball player in Arkansas, and uh, you know he pig, loved pig suey. Yeah, pig suey. You know, and you know they 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 love the length of the season. But you know, I've had multiple conversations with him. It was like, man, it's just it's just too long. Like the season's just like. You never like. I know he keeps track of it because he's a major baseball fan. Maybe for me, he's a Cardinals fan. Right? He's a Cardinals fan, and he did not really like the fact that you know you're, I'm a Royals, Royals fan. fan. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm a Royals fan, man. But I I don't even remember George Brett. I remember a little bit of Bo at the end, like, at, and when I say at the end, I mean at the end of the Royals. I remember Bo when he played for the Sox, and it was heartbreaking, um, because. You had such a great player, but you know, I th- the Royals are the minor league major team for the Yankees. You know, <laughs> it seemed like every good player, you know, <laughs> die. We had all these good players, and you know they would just get plucked because Kansas City can't afford them. Yeah, I mean now we got George Brett <sighs> running some of the day to day stuff, so you yeah. know we've gotten lucky. You know, Salvador Perez has been. He's a great player. Super huge yeah. for us. But, you know, who who have we got to hold on to? We got our championship. Glad yeah. we got it. You know, we, we were in it for two years. And, uh, you know, it's just like being a Colts fan for a little bit. You know, I'm more of a Chiefs fan. But, you know, living in here, living in Indianapolis and now uh, closer to Louisville, um, I can be more of a Chiefs fan now because my mom had season tickets since yeah. Jim Harbaugh's Jim. year of 1994 when you know we were making a push there but it's like i wasn't a real Colts fan but it's like yeah you know it's i i guess i should mention that this this podcast is taking place in in the louisville metropolitan area uh so we do live here in louisville now but i want to switch to this mike because we were both passionate sports fans and i guess we can we conclude conclude our podcast with this is you know you're you know, you're from Indianapolis, you live in Louisville now, but you primarily root for Kansas City teams, yeah. um, baseball and football. I know you're a Pacers fan, yeah. but, you know, if, if you're rooting for a team outside of your, I guess you can say your metropolitan area, 
when is it okay to root for a team that's outside of the area that you live? I guess what I'm saying is, what is the line between a bandwagon and not a bandwagon? I think it's it's very, uh, it's kind of hard because you got to dig deep and really truly find out those, you know, I think we were talking about this earlier about you can't say it was your, yeah, my, my grandpa lived in Dallas, so I'm right. a Dallas well, fan. Your, your grandpa's mother's sister's friend's cousin is, is from, you know, is from Boston, yeah. so I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, uh, it kind of goes, you have to have family that was dyed in wool there. So I'm a rock chalk Jayhawk KU fan because my dad grew up in Kansas my grandpa was died heart Jayhawk fan from day one. My dad was Jayhawk fan. Like I said, half my family's out there. So when you drive back, I think, you know, as a kid driving back and forth, watching KU games in Kansas, you know, sure. going to Allen Field House, you know, growing up getting all the Kansas swag that you have with the hoodies and the, sure. the shorts, right. you are a Jayhawks fan. <laughs> I would, I would, I would say yes. I am spoiled because it just so happens that the creator of basketball, Doctor James Naismith, he's from right? KU. KU named the court after him. Fall Gallon Fieldhouse, one of the best venues in the country. Um, so I would say that allows you to be that, and that allows you to be a Royals and a a Chiefs fan. So, so- some sort of close family connection. Some close family connection. Not great great grandpa yeah. was from and know. and then I would say you could kind of consider me to be a bandwagon fan because I I I do enjoy watching Oregon football. Case being growing up, like I said, watching LA Laker games late at night as a kid. Guess what else was on late at night on Oregon. Saturdays? Oregon Ducks. This is before the Chip Kelly area. This is before Nike started reinventing all the jerseys. Sure. And and yes, I'm an I was an art major from Taylor University, but that doesn't mean oh their jerseys are cute, so I'm gonna go with them. Yeah. Okay. Like they were um, just the team. They team were the they were the team, and I wasn't I wasn't going to move off that team. Just like I've not moved off the team when Chip Kelly left, when they weren't that good, when they were good. You know, I haven't jumped off ship. I think that's a big thing, you know, when you see guys that are going to rub it in your face when their team, quote-unquote team, is winning and say, like, okay, I'm a, I'm a University of Central Florida football fan. And then all of a sudden, when University of Central football falls off the map, and you say, how about them you know, Central Florida whatever Knights? You know, how are they doing now? And you're like... I have no idea. I don't know what the record is, you know. I think they're undefeated. Yeah, I, I would say to me... Well, I mean, when they fall off. Yeah. I mean, because that will eventually happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's this geog- geographical connection that you mm-hmm. have with... Yeah. Or, or family connection. Geographical or family. I would say family has to come first. Then the geographical... If you're, if you're young and you're moving around, which a lot of people do now. Sure. A lot of people don't stay in the same area. You know, like, if I was... You know, if I was born in Kansas but only lived there until I was 10 or 12, probably not going to have the strongest connection with Kansas or Kansas City or the, sure. the Jayhawks. Sure. But living in Indianapolis, having family there, driving back and forth, that family connection kept it tight. Sure. Um, but 
I, I would say you'd have to depend on the fair weatherness of, you know, my, my cousin is a pure example. He was born and raised in Indianapolis. Somehow, come to find out, what was it when Dallas went 13-3, and he became a huge Dallas Cowboy fan, rubbing it in my face, America's team, America's team, and then they got stomped by the Packers. Hmm. Is he a Dallas Cowboy fan now? He loves them Colts. They're they're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> They've won five games in a row. Yeah. I'm a Colts fan. Yeah. No, I, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts with that? I mean, because I, I it's because you're you're pretty much all LA based, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough for me to comment. I for some reason I take this personal, but for me it's I don't know. You mentioned ge- you know geography and, and family. Um, for me, those two have always been together. So yeah. I, the teams I root for are because of my dad, Jason Pittman, owner of JP Plumbing Systems. Uh, how to get that little that ad in there? That little plug. That little plug. Uh, but hey, we don't. You know, we're you know, we don't need to have people call us in for plugs. We just know what plugs to give. Yeah. But anyways, because uh, we're you know small time. But that being said, very from, small peanuts. Very literally, no one's listening to us right now. Maybe someone might pick up the podcast, but I think know. I think maybe my dad will. My dad's a, a, there you a, go. a supporter. Hey, I I will support us. Uh, Mueller Lawn Care, Mueller. <laughs> Indianapolis, <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. If you have any concerns about your grass, <laughs> don't call me because I don't want to take care. <laughs> it's too cold out here. It's too cold. So, it's twenty five degrees exactly. outside with wind uh, in wood and chill thirteen. Yeah, but uh, so I would say for me, those two have always in line. My dad, I all the teams I like are because of my dad, Jason Pittman, uh, with two T's of course, and my dad only roots for LA teams. Now the Chargers are in LA, but, you know. Before that, they're in San Diego, where they belong. By the way. That being said, so I've always just liked the teams that I can go watch, and uh, it always would bother me when, you know, when I would go to Angel games, and, you know, you'd see the Yankee and the Red Sox fans there, and they're like, well, you know, I really like the Red Sox colors, or, see, you know, like... Time out real quick. Game break. That is totally against any sort of rule. If you come to a game, if if we're watching... The Pacers versus the Lakers, and you're in a Lakers jersey, totally fine. Do not come there with a Patrick Ewing or a LeBron James jersey. You should be shunned. You should not be allowed to come in the door. What are you doing? (laughs) You're clearly not here to cheer on the two teams that are playing. Get out. Like, I've, I've seen a guy, there's a guy that goes, and we have season tickets to Indianapolis Colts, <laughs> our family does. There's a guy that comes in with a Tom Brady jersey every like, what, game. What are you doing here? I've asked him. He's he's a transplant from New Eng- the New England area, the Boston area. You have no business and I totally, I, I totally get it when he wears it to the Patriots game, when we play them. But, oh, game breaker, time out. This podcast is not live. But we are watching the Toronto <laughs> we Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Which is how podcasts should be done, by yes. the way. On TNT, and Kevin Durant just hit a turnaround three to tie it up with 8.6 seconds at 119 apiece. So if, if you were a betting man and uh, you had a million, a million dollars to put down where Kevin Durant will play basketball next season, where do you think he will play? I don't think it's with Golden State. Um I would t- I would I would bet that um I would take 
I would definitely take that bet that he will not be with Golden State. Um, you think he'll go to Indiana? No, we don't want him. <laughs> we don't. We don't want him, and we don't need him. Uh, it, it's it's weird um, because a we can't afford him, and and b I I don't think he fits into our system. Um, where I could see him go, I could see him go to Miami. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I could see him go Miami. to Miami. He's not going to go to DC, because I mean, oh, they're they're a train wreck right now. Well, they're a train wreck, but I, if you look at if you look at DC, it's just not it's not a good place to be. You know, like it. it what, who do you have? And he left there when he was eighteen years old to yeah. go play with the Longhorns, and he's not been. Yeah. You know, he went to Washington. He went to play with the Supersonics. Yeah. And then he was at OKC, like. You know, he's he what, no 30, yeah. he's 32 years old? Yeah. Like, he doesn't have any ties to the metropolitan D.C. metro area. Like, yeah. he's got no ties Maybe there. he lives there, but not basketball, right? I don't even think he'd live there. I mean, I think when he was at o- when he was at OKC, I don't know this for a fact, it just went into overtime at 119, by the way. Um, you know, he'd lived in OKC just like Paul George. Oh, like he, yeah. You know, because I, I'm, idea. I'm in the Indianapolis area in the Guys Fisher's Carmel area. Mueller, once M- again. Mueller Lawn Care, and we actually, where uh, Paul George used to live, we used to, I used to take care of his yard for a little bit, and then I took care of another yard that was just up the street from him, and uh, not gonna say where that's at, but it was in, <laughs> it was in a better neighborhood. But he lived there, and he came back and forth a lot because it was it was a nice area to live. It was secluded, and that's one of those neighborhoods where no one's going to bother you. Like, yeah. Um, and that's something that, that I appreciate because I went to school with a couple of pro players. Um, and they're, they're people, and that's how you have to treat their people. Like, yes, they're... Seven footers and make millions of dollars, but <laughs> they're, but they're they're people. Like you got to treat them like people. So, um, but I will say, I think Miami could be a really good place for him to land. There's a lot of good players. You've got good coaching, and you're you're an all star. You're an all star away from from winning it in the East. Yeah, and and I think that could be that could be a really good place for him to land. You've got great ownership. You got great leadership there. Um, not that I don't think Golden State has that, but why would you, you know, with LeBron being there, um, I just don't, like, that just makes it one more obstacle. I think playing him in the Western Conference is going to prove to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't think, I think Steph's a great player. I think Steph drives that team, which no one gives him the respect that he deserves. Um, he's a silent leader, which is the best part. Um, and, and he's humble, you know, Steph Curry is extremely humble and he'll let, he'll let Kevin do his thing, which I think Kevin's a little surprised about, but is it a smart move for him to leave? No, but you know, when you're a player, you're only a player for so long and you know, it is a job that you're going to have until your mid thirties and, People don't realize this because I've talked to some pro athletes before that have retired after uh, 10 seasons in the NFL. And, you know, people don't realize, you know, 
they're still 30, 40 more years yeah. after a lot, that. A lot of life. And they're retired. They're, they're done. So then they have to find another way. 30, 40 years. Like, yeah. I mean, we probably will not retire until we're 10 years away from death. It's pretty crazy. You know, if you think about it, because we're just not going to make that kind of money. And even if we did, we wouldn't know what to do with it. You yeah. know, and, and think about that. You're having that decision at 35, yeah. 36. Mm-hmm. You know, just look at LeBron. And LeBron, you have all these people pulling at you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, LeBron has done an excellent job surrounding himself with good people and, and creating something else than basketball, which a lot of these guys should be doing. And if they're not, then that's, that's just unwise. Um, LeBron does a, an amazing job. I think he's, I've never met him personally, but just what I've seen He's an amazing father, amazing player. Yeah, just a good dude. Just a just a good guy. And if I ever had the opportunity, I would say, "Hey, outside of basketball, what what are you most proud of?" Basketball is is a gateway to something greater, and, and I would hope I my true answer and what I believe, you know, what I would wish him to say, would be my family. Yeah. And then outside of that, say, um, my relationship with Christ. Sure. But that's that's a selfish mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, even if he says family, that's a win. That yeah. that's so that's so much larger than so much larger than basketball, especially from where he came from. And I saw playing with you know in my inner city school, like you know, so many. So many great guys without father figures. Sure. You know, which, which is which is heartbreaking. But it's like LeBron was one, like God gave him the talent yeah. and the ability to see past his struggles and to be able to overcome so many obstacles that he's explained and he gets, you know, he gets heat for it. He gets heat for supporting different political leaders. Yeah. But he doesn't deserve that. You know, he, he made it out of some place that... He's a, he's a good dude. He made it out of some place that if you were put in that position, would you make it out of it? Yeah. Most people do. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the key. So, I... To be honest, I don't... And this got far sidetracked. I don't think Kevin Durant stays. I think he goes... <laughs> I know we started Bring it back. Yeah, bring it we're back. Bring, bring, I'll bring it back a little bit so I can ask you the same question. Sure. I think he goes... To, I think Miami is his his landing spot, which is sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky like a snake in the grass. Yeah. But I think I think he ends up in Miami. I just think there's too many good things there. And D Wade's gonna be gone, so you're not gonna have that shadow of LeBron. It'll it'll kinda be your team, but you've got great a great nucleus yeah. with yeah. Whiteside, yeah, yeah, Dragic. Yeah. Uh who else who else is there? Um I forget his name. So Winslow. Winslow. Justice Winslow. You've got Cole, all, Kelly Olenek. Yeah. You've got you've got so much grit there. Um you know. But what yeah. where do you think I I haven't even thought about Miami. You hear the rumors about LA, but you hear that with every superstar about. Maybe, oh, Kawhi's going to LA after maybe, his yeah. tour with Toronto. Yeah, maybe they'll come down. You know, maybe I think Victor Oladipo is probably there yeah. next. Yeah, I mean everybody. Whoever the hot hot, hot topic. De- Clay De- Tom, De- you know. De- Sabonis is going to be there. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, let me just say this: most improved player of the year. 
is going to be DeMontis Sabonis after Victor Oladipo. Guy's averaging a double-double. It's fun. As I remember Sabonis' dad when he played for the, for Blazers. the Blazers. And yeah. that's what, when I think of Sabonis, that's what I think of. But I, uh, I don't know. I've... You know, I've heard the Knicks as well. I just I don't think he'll stay with Golden State. I don't think he'll he'll receive another pay cut. Like he probably wants to. I would think that he's ready to be the the big cat. You know, now that he's but he's wasn't he rich. the big cat at OKC? He was, but you know, he won his championships, and he I think he thinks he was the big cat in in Golden State because he won the two you know finals MVP. But was he the MVP? I mean, I I think we probably Steph Curry's the most valuable player of that I, team. That's I'm saying that right now. I think he's the most valuable player. He's awesome. Uh, look at the win percentage. Look about, at look at the points per game. Look at the defense. Talk about a guy who who as well like revolutionized basketball with yeah, three. Steph just Curry. incredible. But so I don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. The whole Draymond thing it only adds more uh, fuel to the fire. Draymond's a Draymond is a. Is a great role player. He is, he is the Lance Stevenson oh to my gosh. the Golden State Warriors as Lance was <clears throat> for the Pacers. Oh, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson for the Pacers was great. He does a great job. If you looked at the last playoff stretch against the Cavs, I think he was like a sixteen and eight guy. Sixteen points, eight rebounds, you know, eight assists. Yeah. He did great. Yeah. But Draymond, you take Draymond out of that. Draymond is, I mean, he's a 6'6", 240. Small power forward. Small like power. can play center, apparently. Yeah, that can, that can beat people up. And I'm not saying that he's not a good basketball player. He is. but He's just not the most valuable piece. He's not the most valuable. He's a great, yeah. great player in that system. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, we've been discussing sports for a, a we good. We can continue good discussing. Amount. Do you want to there, keep going? There's no, there's no time limit to this podcast. Okay, I'm just. Making I mean, we sure This go. isn't one of those podcasts. This isn't. This isn't a podcast that just stops at you know a certain time. We're not regulated by anything yet. Right. Yet. <laughs> we don't, I was, have, we don't I, have a producer yelling at us in the background. The only producers is us yelling at each other, saying, "Hey, maybe we should start to wrap this." Exactly. Up. Exactly. But so for you, you would say that Kevin Durant will probably end up not in Golden State. I, I but think, yeah, I think if I was so if I was a betting East man, or West, East or West. Let's just start there, East or West, because I'm saying he's gonna go East. Yeah, I would. I would. He needs like just Kawhi. He, he, Kawhi went to Toronto, and even though he was traded, yeah, he's doing well. The I mean, they're probably gonna win the. I mean, it seems if they have a really. Probably the best chance out of any with the Celtic, with the exception of the Celtics. Yeah. Well, with how the with how the Raptors went down last year, um, crumbled like, you know, lawn chairs. <laughs> yeah. Who who did they crumble against last year? The the Cavs. Was it the Cavs? Yeah, I think the Cavs did, swept did they, them. They swept them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they but they the Cavs. Just, no, no, they swept them. They I destroyed think they them. Did sweep after they beat after they beat the Pacers. After they beat the Pacers <laughs> in the hardest series they had. Besides the Warriors coming in and basically giving them a gentleman sweep, <laughs> um, which is is four one. If anyone listening doesn't know what a gentleman sweep is, we'll let you have one. Well, yeah, exactly. We don't want to embarrass you. We too. don't. We don't like. We'll let you have one at home. That's okay. And I I don't want to get into this because I know so many people discuss this, and this is so long ago. But it doesn't matter. What happened in game one of the finals last year? Because they weren't going to win the game anyway. 
<laughs> Just like Charles Barkley said, and I have all the respect for Charles Barkley, they weren't going to win that game anyway. It doesn't matter if he if 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 J.R. Smith caught it and shot it and made it or took a timeout. They weren't going to win that game. It just wasn't going to happen. And even if they did, they weren't going to win that series. No, they weren't. Come gonna. on. No, there's no way. That's there's there, there's so many people that say, well, you know, a series is determined by a couple calls, and they're, you know, um, you know, a couple calls will change a series, and if you win a tight game, you'll come back one. Pacers didn't do that. <laughs> Pacers had a couple close calls, but that wasn't going to determine the outcome of the game. Like the better team won. And when you have seven game series, the better team always wins. Now in football, it's completely different. Yeah, football, you get hot, you're hot. Yeah, like just got one game to win. I mean, roughest game I've ever been at was the Chiefs Colts playoff game. Being a huge Chiefs fan, I was rocking my Chiefs jersey, which was out of date. I, uh, <laughs> I had uh, who was it? Who was the? I had Priest Holmes jersey. Oh wow, Priest Holmes. I had Priest Holmes. Kansas City, ever since Marcus Allen was there, former Oakland Raider, uh, great, also was great with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Priest Holmes, they've always had great running backs in they Kansas had, City. They had Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. I have a Larry Johnson jersey as well. well. Now they have, you know, Kareem Hunt. They've, yeah, they've, only, they've, they've had always good running had, backs. always had good running backs. Yeah. Um, but watching that game in my Chiefs jersey... I thought we had it locked down, and then Andrew Luck just came back. Is that the game where they lo- they were like up by 30? It was like 42-45. <laughs> and I was, you know, at the end of the day, I, I lived in Indianapolis, went to so many Colts games. I am a, a Colts fan because I lived there, but I am a Kansas City, died in wool, but I live, you know, I don't live in Kansas City. I went, I mean, I was watching that. I had my Chiefs jersey on, and... um the thing I don't like that much is is the disrespect that some fans have after games end. Oh man! And that irks me. Yeah. That that is like probably the, the that thing. the winning team has for the, uh, the losing team. For the losing team, look. If I was if if I was a young kid, and I I drove eight hundred miles because that's how far it is from where my family. Yeah. Well, my family lives in in Hutchinson, small town just north of uh, Wichita. Mm-hmm. Uh, they which is dead center of the state, Hutchinson, um, Kansas. Gene Katie, was <laughs> coach out there. He was my dad's. Funny stories was my dad's PE teacher in high school. Um, Gene Katie, Mean Gene, Boiler <laughs> Boilermaker, uh, famous. Mean Gene. Mean Gene, uh, still had to come over. <laughs> which um, is now back in style. Yeah, it's totally back in style. It's, he it's, he rocked it. I mean, Gene Katie, he, he was great. I love watching him. But, um, sorry for the pause. We're we're watching the end of the <laughs> overtime game with the Raptors, which is a great game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it turned into a great game. I I really thought Toronto was going to run away with it, but Gold State is is fighting back. They're doing good without uh, their leader and Steph Curry out there. That's right. Um, mean Gene. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just don't, I don't appreciate it. You know, if I'm a young twelve year old, coming eight hundred miles to watch my team yeah. play, look, if forty two forty five, heck of a game, you guys won. I'm I'm about to drive eight hundred miles yeah. to go back home. 
don't throw stuff at me. Yeah, don't man. cuss me out and say, go home. Like, dude, I just lost. Yeah. Like, I, a 12-year-old me is, is, if I'm not crying on the outside, I'm oh, yeah. definitely crying sure. on the inside. Sure. Just have some th- sympathy, you know? Like, there's, there's people that, I mean, I know as a kid, like, I was very much emotional about sports I'm not as much now because I I love I just love so many sports, but look, don't don't be that guy because I I remember seeing it and I called a dude out. We were watching the it was a Colts Jags game. I don't know it was a it's a late game. I don't know why it was a late game, <laughs> but we're walking out of the stadium and a Colts fan. Uh, we we got like free giveaway little footballs and he chucked a football and hit a Jags fan, and I was like. I called him out and was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, they just lost. It's, it's just a game. It's a game that you're not even a part of. Yeah. And, and it, you know, even that with, with you know, like, I hear so many cussing, you know, so much cussing at games. I'm like, there are kids here. Like, like my, my son is two and a half. I want to bring him to a game. But you know what I don't want to bring him to? Then- is you cussing like a sailor yeah. at a game. I was like, yeah. show some decorum. Yeah. Like, I want my son to enjoy the sport like I did. I want to come back. I right? want to come back. And and to be honest with you, when I was, when I was, so we started going in 94. I was eight years old when I went to my first. Was that the RCA Dome? At the RCA Dome, rocking it. Rocking it. And on that straight concrete Astro <laughs> turf carpet. And, you know, I'm out there. Harbaugh um, was the was Harbaugh. Harbaugh was the quarterback, Captain Cutback. Captain Cutback. And Harbaugh, such a great guy. Like, and, and I'll tell you a brief story after I get done with this. But I, I don't like. I remember kids. You know, when we went there, there were so many older guys. You know, just loving the fact that I was at the game. Yeah. Eight year old yeah. me yeah. in my in my number four Jim Harbaugh jersey. You know, watching a game. I know Jim Harbaugh does a podcast with his father, but I mean, this is something that's golden. There was an autograph session and and we're not, I'm not from the richest family. We're, you know, middle class, like middle class, you know, not not upper or whatever. So we're, um, we hear over the radio, my dad hears over the radio a night before this event where Jim Harbaugh is going to be at. Before the Bonefish Grill, but it was some grill. It was a fancy restaurant, valet parking and all that stuff. Jim Harbaugh was going to be available for an hour outside of this famous like steakhouse by Keystone at the Crossing, um, which is a is a, a famous mall. Like yeah, kind of, it's in the, Indianapolis. Yeah, nicer mall in Indianapolis. You know, on the nice kind of not nice the mall. nicer side of town, but yeah. nice. Um, and most people know where Carmel, Indiana is. So it's yeah. close to Carmel. Well, you, you showed me where Carmel was. Yeah, we, we went up there. We took you guys up there. Um, so Jim Harbaugh was doing the signing. So my dad, construction guy, you know, roofing window siding soffit. He gets off work early, picks us up from my grandparents' yeah. house. You know, as an eight-year-old boy. We're, it's everything, right? We're super pumped. Yeah. And so we get there. We're standing in line. My dad, you know, at work. Six o'clock, you know, getting his stuff, you know, working hard all day. Wow. Takes me and my brother. We wait in line for an hour 
And we're getting close to the time where Jim's going to cut it off because, yeah, you know, sure. he's, yeah, he's, he's got, got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do, too. He's, he's, he's a family he's man. He's a family man. I don't know if he's a family man then, 94. I don't know his, his whole life story. He's got a lot of other stuff he's he got, could do. He's got other stuff to do than, than sit out there after a practice or after watching stuff to sign autographs. So we get up there, and we're, we're getting so close. Like, I can see Jim Harbaugh, and I'm, I'm like, You're like, oh, this is it. This is awesome. I was like, this is going to be great. And, and we're getting ready, and this guy, this older gentleman, um, they have magazines and stuff, like, for them to sign, to yeah. buy and sign. And this guy, out of nowhere, just starts picking up all these magazines and just start shoving him in Jim's face, oh, and wow. and as a kid, you know his, you know Jim's agent is back there, and he's looking at his watch, and I'm like, like, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna miss we're gonna miss getting Jim Harbaugh's signature, and we were <laughs> towards the back, and I was like I was like oh man this is this guy's just having him sign everything, and Jim Harbaugh, like remember this like the day he's like, come here. And he like calls me and my brother up, and my heart just dropped. And I was like, "This is it. This is this my moment." Is it. Like he pushed the other guy to the yeah. side and said, "Get it. You know, you need Get to go." Because he had like twelve things, and Jim Harbaugh calls me up, and I'm just like, "I don't even know what to say." And I had him sign one of his one of his Colts cards, and yeah. like, and I don't even know where the card is. I don't even care. The fact that I like got to meet and shake his hand. As a little boy, was like transformative. Wow! Oh yeah, and and it's did like, he have big hands? Because he was huge, a quarterback. Yeah, huge. He, and he's like six two, six three. He's he's not a small guy. Yeah. And, and being my size, I'm maybe five nine on a good day. <laughs> and today's a good day. So today's a good day. You're five nine. Five nine. Um, but you know, good day. But I I was a little kid. I didn't sprout up until I was five three when I graduated high school. And I grew wow. in college. So, like, I mean, I was small. Yeah. Like, I was not the big guy. So, but, you know, uh, my thing was, you know, just, just a great guy. Yeah, you know? dude, that's, and that's, that's super cool. And that's how it should be done. That's yeah. how, that's how yeah. pros, pros do it. And that, I know Rich Eisen said that before, a pros pro. Yeah. That's who Jim Harbaugh yeah, is. Yeah, I, 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 I just got to interject because I have a really interesting story as well. So as a, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a predominantly, I'm a big, I'm a baseball guy. You know, can watch baseball every day and I just, you know, you know the ins and outs of baseball. That being said, when I was, uh, I hadn't been, I was under 12 years old. I was probably around 9 or 10. And uh, at my local park, I'm, uh, once again, I'm a little kid and I'm, I'm yeah. peeing in, you know, in the urinal. And uh, and and next, I look to the left of me, and next to me is uh, my favorite closer of all time, Troy Percival of the LA Angels. Oh wow! Um, and that's a big moment for me. He, so he's from Riverside. I guess his son played at the Little League as well, and we all knew that he was kind of he was from around there. Right. But I had Troy Percival in my peripheral, and you know, basically in my face as I was uh, going going pee. Oh wow! And that being said, I. Uh, at the conclusion of my time in the restroom, I, I kind of waited for him to be done. And from there, uh, you know, a- after that, I was able to just ask him questions. Just oh, wow. About, that's, you know, I'm a baseball savant. I like to think of myself as a baseball savant. And so I'm asking him questions about baseball. And just the nicest guy. You know, he, oh, if, yeah. you didn't know if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't have think he was a closer. You know, you wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't yeah. look at him and think, oh, this guy looks like a millionaire baseball player. He just is a normal guy. And I remember I, I got to ask him who is the uh, 
the most intimidating. It was either the most intimidating or the best hitter that he's ever faced. And he responded that it was Vladimir Guerrero, who also played for the Angels and won the MVP. And it's just interesting how those moments where you're meeting with a, a professional athlete that you admire, and they end up just being a really cool guy. And you're just blown away by it. And you think, man, like, that makes me want to support this guy even, you know, even stronger. So that's interesting you bring that up about Harbaugh because his team just got blown out by Ohio State as well. Uh, so. and, and I would say that's one of those things where it, it's, always, it's always great meeting pro athletes. But... At the same time, like we talked about before, they're people. Yeah, they're just They guys. do, as, as kids, I would say, it's, it's more important for a pro athlete to, to really make those strong connections with kids because yeah. you never know yeah. like, who, who you're per, you know, might be influencing. Um, the older people, like, you know, I've... I've grown up to where it's, you know, we're, we're older, you know, we're almost like between the two of us, I'm 32, you're 25, 24, 24, 25. I will be 25 soon. So, uh, you know, for us, like most of the pro athletes were the same age. Isn't that that crazy? I I think it is. Cause you know, I, I played with Greg and Greg Oden and Mike Conley and you know, it's crazy to think like, you know, Mike Conley and and I have other stories about Greg, but I, I don't really want to, Greg and Mike just n- knowing them in high school, which isn't just a very small small piece of who they are as people. Um, but you know, knowing them, it's like wow, their their careers are almost over. You know, like most of the players that are my age in basketball are done. Most of the players that I know in football yeah. are done. Yeah. Um, you and know, they have the rest of their lives in front of them. Yeah, and and it's crazy, and 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 I I will say this about Greg and Mike, uh, from what I knew them in high school, um, because I didn't have much contact after after I graduated because I was a year ahead of them. Um, the best two guys you'll ever meet. That's that's great. And 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 I know there's a lot to be said about Greg. He's a great guy. Yeah. You're you're not gonna meet a more solid guy than that, and the the fact that he gets, you know, the bus yeah bus label right yeah like you know he gets laid into all the time, and it's like he doesn't deserve any of that. He, you know, he, you know, sometimes your body doesn't you yeah. know doesn't work, you yeah. know, and, and it wasn't his fault that you know he had uh, knee issues and stuff like that. He was you know that's just something that. Yeah that God laid in front of him to have those issues. Yeah. And guess what? You know, like the last time I looked, he, he was helping Ohio state out. He was also I think finishing was in the national championship. Yeah. And he's also finishing his degree. Like, you know, and he's, you know, he's there, like he's being a part of it yeah. and, and talk about being the bigger man. Like, and I saw if this, I don't know if it was for YouTube or Instagram, but like some old lady went up there and like showed disrespect, quote unquote disrespect and I'm like why are we even making these videos like he's he's a regular guy just let him yeah. let him live his life you yeah. know like you know do you think he doesn't feel bad that, oh, yeah. that he couldn't Can, he couldn't help Portland do yeah. do what they wanted to do do you think he didn't feel bad that when he 
went to China, you know, that he couldn't do more than when he came to Miami that with LeBron, he yeah. couldn't do more. Like, yeah. he does. He, he wishes he could be the same person. But, you know, our, our bodies, you know, God has a plan for our bodies. Sure. Um, he, you know. Anthropology. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, let me, uh, we, we have been talking for a long time. So I do, I think this would be just a, a good way to, to kind of conclude our first podcast is, uh, is, Mike, tell me something you're thankful for in this stage. You, you know, you, you have a young son, not even three, and you actually have a, a more recent newborn baby. Eight weeks old. Eight weeks old. And, uh, uh, I would say the most thankful th- thing at this current point is family. Uh, and that's not including my direct family, my wife, my kids, yeah. but also including, you know, my church family, yeah. like you are yeah. in my church, like my other brothers and sisters in Christ. And I know it's going to sound, uh, it's going to sound cliche for a lot of people. I'm definitely going against the grain, which I believe is another podcast. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we're not stealing your name. We're, against not, the grain. Yeah, we're, we're just, not, we're not stealing your name. We're just <laughs> stating facts that, you know, like we are, we are truly thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful for uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and yeah. it's not to be taken lightly. It's definitely when I hear when I hear players and people say that, yeah. I I truly believe and want to believe that they have a relationship with Christ, yeah. and but that's what I'm thankful for. And, and there's always going to be different things yeah. that I'm thankful for at certain times. But right now, I would I would definitely say my my families yeah that's good yeah what are, I, you, what are you what are you thankful for josh yeah it's it really is cliche as well but when you kind of take a step back and you think you know and yes you can take a step back while you're talking on a podcast but i, I would have to say family as well i'm my wife is incredible and she loves me and she she cares for me and when i'm even though i could you know I, there's times where i don't want to serve her and and she just models servitude to me so I would say that, and you know, my intermediate family just came out to Louisville for Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. And, and that right there just, it's, it just shows how much they they love us and they want to be around us. That they're willing yeah. to spend the money to fly out from Southern California to have a Cracker Barrel Christmas with or a Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving, which, you know, it's, which... it's not the best Southern food, uh, but it gets <laughs> the job done. And so I would I would say those things off the bat, and and you mentioned you know our our church I. Our church is so great, and they love. We love one another well, and uh, obviously we could love one another better. But we 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 feel so taken care of, and we feel so loved, and you know by by you and your family as well. And yeah. so I would, I would have to say those things, and you know, you know, I'm thankful for sports. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and I I think that's something we, you know, we want to model on this podcast is how to be believers and talk about. You know, because sports is a real phenomenon in our culture. Oh yeah. You know how to be sure. how to be a sports fan, but more importantly to be to find your identity in Jesus. Yeah. While still following your team and just loving the game. Yeah. And so. And not taking your game or teams or players who are people. To idol. Yeah. To idol and worship. Yeah, idol and not only idol and worship when they play well, but to almost damn them when yeah. they don't play well. It's not their fault. They're just people. They're people. They're just. It's just a sport. God. They're they're God created. They're God created brothers and sisters in Christ, and and you know they might not know that, but as a believer, I know they are that they're created in the image of Christ. Sure. So. Yeah. 
Well, I think signing out. It's been a it's been a good good discussion and dialogue, and uh, I look yeah. forward to our next one, man. For sure, man. Next time. Next time on the Coast to Coast podcast. All right, dude. Is that dude? I think I think that's it right there, yeah, man. Dude.